You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Thursday crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Lions. Folks on the Locked On Podcast Network, Matt Derry with you on this a Thursday, October the 28th into Friday, October the 29th. Apologize for the technical issues we had yesterday. We'll do a bonus show tomorrow to make up for yesterday and get you ready for Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles homecoming weekend at Ford Field. Lions alumni coming back, Ring of Honor guys coming back, and they'll honor Chris Spielman at halftime. We are brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Uh, Louis DiBiase on this crossover Thursday, the host of Locked on Eagles, will join me momentarily. Also on the show today, an injury uh, of significance, but it's off the field for the Lions, and it's an illness. It's illness day today. We will explain as it uh, pertains to the special teams. Also, some numbers on the Lions offense and DeAndre Swift that might not be the numbers that you want to hear, even though they look good on paper. We'll get into that coming up momentarily as well. Remember, follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, and of course, on my Facebook fan page, The Matt Derry. Facebook fan page. Thank you for listening and joining us. Lions at 0-7. Eagles stink at 2-5. and I think the Lions have a good chance here. Spread opened at a, from our friends at betonline.ag at 3.5. It's been bet down to 3. Lions basically a 3-point dog at home, and I think they got a shot. Philly is in disarray, and we'll talk about the Eagles uh, with Louie coming up in a second. First things first, uh, the Lions announced today that Dave Phipp, their special teams coordinator, who I think has done a very good job, especially the coverage units. The Lions have not given up big plays on kick returns, punt returns. The coverage units have been pretty good. Uh, loved what Dave Phipp and the staff came up with last week with the two fake punts and also the onsides kick. Dave Phipp tested positive today for COVID-19. He has tested positive three days in a row. Now, he is vaccinated. He's away from the team, but having to Zoom in to practice each and every day and to the meetings each and every day via Zoom. Tomorrow's a big day. If Dave Phipp can test negative tomorrow and Saturday, he can coach Sunday against his former team. Dave Phipp was with the Eagles last year. So you know that he wants to stick it to Philly. He wants to coach so bad in this game. He's been circling this game just as I'm sure Darius Slay has on the Philly side, yet he's testing positive for COVID the last three days. Again, because he's vaccinated, the rules state from the NFL, if he has two uh, two negative tests uh, um, coming up Saturday and uh, Friday and Saturday, he can coach Sunday. If not, then he'll have to sit out, which totally sucks because he's done a really good job. You know he wants to shove it in the grill of his former team, the Eagles. Um, and uh, so that kind of sucks. Also today, the Lions, who are already without Jeffrey Okuda, Ifiatu Melifonwu, and A.J. Parker at cornerback, didn't have Jerry Jacobs at practice today. The team says it's an illness. I mean, this is ridiculous. 
How many more cornerbacks is this team going to lose? I mean, they're down to Amanio Ruarie, Bobby Price, and who knows who. Uh, probably Nikel Roby Coleman. I mean, this is this is uh, this is astounding to me. I look, teams have been banged up. All right, the Ravens are playing through terrible injuries. The Browns offensive line and Baker Mayfield. All I get it. There have been a lot of teams that have lost a lot of players to injury. The Niners last year were so decimated they didn't even have a season. But the Lions with cornerbacks. What if uh, Jerry Jacobs doesn't play this weekend? I mean. Thank goodness Amadio Ruarie has played every snap. But <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye on this tomorrow and see where this progresses in terms of Jacobs' illness. Hopefully it's just a one-day thing. But, uh, man, the Lions just can't get any breaks when it comes to cornerback health. Uh, that is for sure. All right, uh, real fast before we talk to Louis DiBiase from Locked on Eagles. Um, DeAndre Swift... This is from our uh, crack staff, uh, stat staff. Um, DeAndre Swift has 43 catches on the year out of the backfield for the Lions. Puts him on pace for 104 catches for the season. Remember, they're playing an extra game now, 17 games. If you look back in the history books, all right, there have been five running backs in the history of the NFL to catch 100 or more passes in the season. Christian McCaffrey's done it twice. Matt Forte in 2014 of the Bears, Larry Centers of the Cardinals, 101 in 1995, and LaDainian Tomlinson in 2003 uh, with the San Diego Superchargers. Um, If you look at all these running backs who finished with the most receptions in a single season, all right, guys like, like I said, McCaffrey, Forte, Centers, Tomlinson, Centers again, Roger Craig, Saquon, Charlie Garner, Brian Westbrook, Steven Jackson, Reggie Bush. Most of these guys played on teams that didn't finish with winning records. So more times than not, while it looks good, man, DeAndre Swift could catch 104 passes this year out of the backfield. Pretty big number for a running back. That'd be unbelievable. But most times than not, more times than not, it's because of poor offenses on losing teams. Which means check down City. In the top 10, only Roger Craig and Charlie Garner played for teams with winning records that year. McCaffrey, Forte, Centers, Tomlinson, Centers again, Austin Eckler, Saquon, all were on losing teams. Now, Marshall, Mar- our Marshall Falk is on this list uh, twice. But um, one year he was on the Colts, and they went 3-13. and 13. The Lions' offense, while it revolves around the running backs and the tight end, they've got to find a way to get the receivers more involved. The fact that Amon Ross St. Brown wasn't even targeted this past weekend. All right, so while you look at the Swift stat, and I like DeAndre Swift, don't get me wrong. Get him the ball. I'm fine with it. But it's a sign of a poor offense if your running back is your leading receiver and could have over 100 receptions in a season. And some of those names I just gave you were all players on losing teams. All right, we'll talk to Louie from Philly coming up next. This episode of Locked on Lions brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Look, folks, McDonald's is the best. 
It really is. All right. The food is unbelievable. The service is top notch. And you know it's a place where you can meet up, whether it's for a study group, somewhere where you're going, somewhere where you're talking to a coworker. You need dependable Wi-Fi, and you need endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. That's why you go to McDonald's. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. It's like you're driving on the road and you're starving, and they're the golden arches. You know what to do. You stop there, all right? McDonald's is unbelievable. Their fries are the best, period. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Locked On Lions watch party? McDonald's, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And hey, Matt Derry here to tell you about our friends at Rock Auto, baby. Oh my goodness, why are you going to some storefront, some chain? That's stupid. You need to save time and save money by going to rockauto.com to get all of your auto parts delivered to your door, right to your door. Save time, save money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a dealership or a chain store? Eh, wrong. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They are the best. Prices reliably low for every customer. So go to their website, rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Crossover Thursday, as we talked about, folks, it's time to talk about Louis DiBiase's Philadelphia Eagles, Matt Derry, Locked On Lions, Louis D, the host of a Locked On Eagles on this crossover Thursday as we get ready for Sunday's game at Ford Field. Lou, what's going on, bud? Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? A long time no talk. The last time these two teams played in 2019, the rosters look very different, right? But at 2-5 and five and 0-7, oh and I guess the NFL really does stand for not for long for a reason, you know? <laughs> no question about it. Tell me what's going on in Philly. Uh, you know, I saw this Nick Sirianni comment yesterday, a flower growing. That can't, that can't go over well in Philly right now. No, it's not going over well. And although Sirianni, I think it was with, you know, good intention, his comments, it's about growing right at two and five right now. You know, the wins are not coming, but Sirianni was talking more about developing this roster step-by-step day by day, you know, trying to grow in 2021. And that really was what the season was all about. Nobody really expected this team to come into the season as a Super Bowl contender or really even a playoff contender. It's about the long term. It's about the rebuild and developing the young players you have on both sides of the ball. But just the delivery and just the timing of it was just, to me, not a good look. And especially in Philadelphia, where there's just so much frustration and intensity right now with the way the last year has gone and you're watching guys like Carson Wentz and you know former core pieces like Malcolm Jenkins as well thrive elsewhere it's a high intense moment right now in this franchise's history and so comments like that it was with good intent Matt but at the same time timing is everything and I feel like he probably could have used a a better analogy for that one for sure what's the story with Jalen Hurts and how do you think he's playing so far 
I, I think Jalen Hurts is playing exactly the way I expected him to play coming in. He seems to me like the exact same player that he was at Oklahoma, the exact same player his rookie year, and the exact same player that most NFL teams had a you know late day two, early day three grade on. He's somebody that can make plays outside of structure, really good mobility with his legs. He likes to push the football down the field, great leadership, a great overall personality that you want to root for has shown that he's good in the clutch as well. That calm demeanor really helps in those areas. He has some key traits that you really can see and you really need in a franchise quarterback. And you're like, man, I wish because of those things that are pretty special, we wish everything else would come along. But the development, especially in the passing game for Jalen, just has not been there. All the same issues that got him benched for Tua at Alabama that made him a second round pick. Um, that last year made him a backup. All those same issues in the passing game, Matt, really have kind of stayed exactly the same this year. Unfortunately, there have not been any big steps in development. And so if you're on Eagles Twitter throughout the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of draft talk and there's a lot of Matt Corral talk and Malik Willis and Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson because Hertz hasn't been able to silence those discussions with his, you know, his um, play for sure. So overall, I think Hertz has been okay. He's not the main reason you're losing games but he's not the QB one. That's the reason you're winning games. He's not, you know, a value, or I should say elevating the team the way a franchise quarterback should. Lions banged up on the secondary. Before you came on, I talked about Jerry Jacobs, a quick update yeah. for, for my audience is that he's feeling better and that he tweeted out that it's just a minor illness thing, but the lions just have no cornerbacks left. So, but this is a young receiving core. Is it not? And, and who should scare mm-hmm. the lions when it comes to that wide receiver group? Yeah, I think Devontae Smith is the obvious answer here. 406 yards on the year through the first seven games. The 2020 Heisman winner is on pace to have over a thousand yards. And honestly, I feel like although he's been really impressive this year, Matt, he hasn't even scratched the surface really touching that ceiling. You see a guy like Jamar Chase touching or Kyle Pitts. And I think a lot of that has to do with Jalen Hurts holding him back, not making difficult throws and not giving Devontae chances down the field to make plays. But I think Smith definitely has shown that he is wide receiver one in Philadelphia, the best receiver to me they've had in a very, very long time, the most complete, even for a rookie. So although I feel like he's not being fully maximized in this offense, a lot of it because of the quarterback at the same time, the lions do need to worry about Devontae more than anybody in this football game, especially with running back Miles Sanders out for a few weeks, they're going to throw the football. They were a pass heavy offense more than maybe any team in football before Sanders got hurt. And now that Sanders is down, it's going to be a lot of Devontae Smith, but also keep an eye out for Quez Watkins, the second year receiver out of Southern Mississippi. He has shown to be one of the fastest receivers in football. And each week, it feels like he's having a couple 20 plus yard receptions. He leads the NFL right now in yards per catch. So I would say Watkins and Smith, those are the guys Detroit really needs to worry about. Yeah, I heard you mention him yesterday on your yeah. show, Louis DiBiase with me from a locked on Eagles. Matt Derry locked on Lions. All right, this defense is a mess. You got veteran yeah. players calling out the, the these young coaches and the coordinator. Uh, what's that all about? Yeah, no, I think right now the defense is a mess, Matt. And uh, the stat that's pretty telling so far this year is that the defense has allowed a quarterback to complete 80 plus percent of his throws 
four times this year, whereas the rest of the NFL, that's only happened seven times. Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles' new defensive coordinator, his strategy is to prevent big plays, and that's working. The Eagles have given up just six completions of 20 or more air yards this year, third fewest in the NFL, but the issue is they allow everything else. There's no middle ground. Anything under 20 yards, the Eagles are giving up, and they are just methodically, offenses are just methodically driving down the field. They're allowing an NFL high 79.6% of throws under 20 yards to be completed. And that's an issue. Defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, arguably their best player on defense, kind of called out Gannon this week saying he doesn't get paid to play screens. He gets paid to go after the quarterback. And there is just not a single aggressive bone in this defense's body right now because Gannon is just so afraid to get beat. And especially with a quarterback like Jared Goff, who I feel like doesn't really play well against pressure, you should be going after this guy. And I just, Matt, I doubt that they're going to do it. Just the way Gannon has refused to adjust. I can't believe I missed Jim Schwartz uh, based on the last two years of my criticism on the podcast, but Matt, I kind of miss Jim Schwartz. <laughs> I miss, I miss Jimmy handshake. He was, uh, yeah. fun. he was a lot of fun here with his fist pump yeah. acting like an idiot, but uh, all right. Give me a minute on Darius Slay. How's he playing? Darius Slay has been great this year, and although they're not asking him to do as much as the Lions did or even the Eagles did last year, Jim Schwartz had Slay covering wide receiver ones all year, shadowing top playmakers for opposing offenses. Gannon's not really having him do that as much this year in that soft, you know, cover two zone defense, but at the same time, Slay looks like the top tier cornerback that he was for a long time with Detroit when they're playing man coverage. Uh, he, I was at the game a couple weeks ago against Carolina. He had two interceptions in that game, kind of won them the football game. He looks as good as ever. And the Eagles have been desperate for cornerback play at that level. They really haven't had it going back to, I would say Asante Samuel in 2009, Darius Slay has been great. And that's the frustrating part. Like Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay is one of the best players on defense and they're just not maximizing his strengths. They're not using him enough. This is a defense that I would understand you use when you have, you know, inexperienced, not very talented, you know, cornerbacks, but Darius Slade to me is a top tier guy. And I wish they would let him go shadow top receivers more and because he's having a great year. All right. There's Louis DiBiase from Lockdown Eagles, Matt Derry, Lockdown Lions. Let's uh, flip this thing over and yep. talk a little bit about Detroit and what we're doing here with this 0-7 football team. We'll do that coming up next. And Louie will uh, grill me on some questions first. BetOnline.ag, we're back and better than ever. The best place, folks, to bet on the games. Thursday night football tonight. The game's over the weekend. World Series back at it tomorrow is BetOnline.ag. Their number one spot, your number one spot, for all the basketball, football action this season. Hockey as well. Wings playing well. Flyers. There's always money on the Flyers. Do <laughs> BetOnline. .ag. Head to your uh, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website today and sign up, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, baseball, postseason stuff of the World Series, NHL and more. Get it all at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back in. It's Crossover Thursday. I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast. He's Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions. We are previewing the Sunday matchup between the Eagles and the Lions in Detroit. The Lions 0-7 on the year. The Eagles 2-5. and And Matt, I kind of relate with Lions fans. I feel like both teams are in year one of this post-franchise quarterback life, if you will. You know, Matt Stafford now in L.A., Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, and 
it's kind of tough to watch, right? Both are thriving in these new environments and it's tougher to watch because you kind of know, I feel like at least personally with Philadelphia, I don't know what you think about the Stafford situation with the Lions, but it's tougher to watch because you know your franchise didn't really do them justice with the situations they put around them. And now they're featuring quarterbacks in Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts. Although they have optimism and they gave those guys opportunities to be the long-term QB one, I don't think either franchise really was all in on those guys replacing Stafford and Wentz. No, and, and, and you know, the biggest thing with, with the Matthew Stafford situation is he wanted out and mm-hmm. the Lions granted him that. And it's been a nice story, like you said. There's plenty of Lions fans that are, that are happy about this, rooting for him in L.A., but the bottom line is he's in just a much better situation with the Rams. He wanted out. He got 12 years here. He was never great here. Um, and, and, you know, some people say, oh, here comes Matt Derry again with a hater routine. I'm not hating. <laughs> he was very good. Jared Goff, Louie, is awful. And that's, that's a major, major concern. I knew he wasn't very good. I figured maybe he'd be better than I thought, but he's not good and he's not the future. But in this game, check down golf against a team of the Laos check downs a lot. Right. Maybe just maybe uh, he has a good game. He's due to have one. He's a good leader. He's trying hard, but he has not played good football at all. Yeah, I think that's the difference is Matt Stafford, I think, put up with it longer in Detroit than Carson Wentz did. It's why fans in Philadelphia don't really love Wentz. I think the way Lions fans respect Matt Stafford right now, because Wentz did request a trade this past offseason. But at the same time, I think both players were probably better than they looked because of their situations. And now I think both are having pretty solid 2021 seasons. For Jalen Hurts, Matt, I talked a lot about it in segment two, how he just really isn't taking that next step and, you know, convincing the Eagles they don't need to use those three first-round picks next year to go either trade for a quarterback or draft a quarterback. So you talked about it, Jared Goff not really having a good year, huh? I mean, what should the Eagles expect? This defense has allowed a lot of yardage this year. Should they be concerned about anything on this Lions offense? Like, what are we going into this Sunday matchup saying we have to stop blank? On Detroit. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're going to have to be aware of TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, and the two backs, Jamal Williams and, and DeAndre Swift, are playing pretty good football. The, the run mm-hmm. game has been okay, it's been much improved. Passing game is non existent. And if it gets to third and nine, third and 10, third and 11, the Eagles will likely get off the field. The Lions just can't convert. They can't throw the ball downfield. They can't convert on, on those big type of third downs uh, unless it's Swift on a screen. Jamal right. Williams out of the backfield shakes a tackle. Um, so the Eagles, the way they their, 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 their defensive philosophy is, and what you're telling me is if they wrap up and allow a short game, they should be okay. Goff just is not a threat down the field, and the receiving core is terrible. So mm-hmm. that should be an advantage. Philly, you mentioned Slay, and I'm sure he'll want to come home and, and, and do well, although his, his disdain for the Lions franchise was mostly centered around Matt Patricia. Uh, but yeah, this offense just is not very good. And uh, they, they play hard. They try. Panay Sewell's improving at left tackle. A big V, Vitae, the former Eagle, has played well at right mm-hmm. guard. But there's just not enough material on this offense to really carry them to 25, 30, 35 points in, in, in a game. Yeah, Matt, I think with what I want the Eagles defense to do is dare Jared Goff to throw down the field and not let him take the easy yardage and say, look, we're going to make it harder for you. You're not going to get those easy looks. And I, I was going to say, I feel like that should be the advice for Detroit as well. I saw Carolina do this a couple of weeks ago, uh, Tampa Bay as well. 
with Jalen Hurts, when it comes to defending Hurts, I feel like the Lions defense should play up at the line of scrimmage. The Eagles run so many screen passes, you know, RPOs, you know, reverses, behind line of scrimmage, you know, short completions to get these receivers in space with that speed. And because Hurts can't really make the tough completions, if I'm Detroit, and I want to know what you think about this, I'm daring Jalen Hurts to make the tight window throws and not giving him the easy stuff because he really can't complete the others. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, the Lions under Aaron Glenn, their new defensive coordinator, they've done a pretty decent job for the material that they have. But they've lost, you know, they're, 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 they've lost three of their top four corners. Mm-hmm. They've lost Romeo Aquara, their best pass rusher. Uh, you know, Jamie Collins, they thought would be a stabilizer at linebacker. They had to cut him because he's just, his effort was terrible. And it's been rough. It just, you know, it's, it's, just, it's an 0-17 for a reason. But the defense has been a pleasant surprise in terms of they're just not as bad as they were a year ago. They were really bad and, and the worst in the league. So they're getting better. The, 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 some of the schemes have been better. There's been a lot of, you know, bend but don't break. I mean, it's not like the Stafford and the Rams put up a 40-burger on them last mm-hmm. week. But they just don't get enough pressure on the quarterback. I mean, you've been watching the Lions linebackers against Hurts. A guy like Derek Barnes, the rookie, who's getting more snaps. Can he run Hurts down on a third and 14 where Hurts is scrambling? They have a little bit more speed at linebacker this year than they've had in the past, but they're still they're still a ways away defensively. And uh, but again, good effort, Dan Campbell. They're playing for him. They're playing for Aaron Glenn. Yep. Special teams under Dave Phipp, the former Eagles special teams coach. He's been fantastic. Not sure he'll be there Sunday because he has COVID. Um, but the special teams has been a nice surprise too. Yeah, Matt, I feel like, I mean, that's the one thing, although they're 0-7, I personally loved seeing the fight the Lions had, especially against the Rams last week. I feel like they really threw the kitchen sink at them, right, with the fake punt and the, the different trickery they tried to get a win against a clearly superior Rams team. That's the one thing I feel like the Lions have with Dan Campbell right now is this team is fighting for him, and I feel like that's going to be interesting to watch with the Eagles. You heard Fletcher Cox, you know, speak against the defensive coordinator. One thing you say what you will about Doug Peterson, but in 2018 and 2019, when things were going bad at the end of the year, this team went back into a corner, fought for their head coach and pulled off playoff appearances and back-to-back years when they really shouldn't have. And you see Detroit, they have that fight for their head coach too. Now I want to see, although they're two and five and you're not likely to make the playoffs this year, I do want to see if that fight is going to be there with the Eagles, like it has in the past. And if they'll, play for Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon like they played for Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz. Yeah, you know, obviously we got to wrap up here, Louie. I'll say this. I'll say this. I really think the Lions, and I'm not going to guarantee it. I I said the Lions were going to beat uh, the Bears earlier this year, and I look like an idiot doing it. (laughs) But I think the Lions have a shot. I really do. I, I think if there's a game they're going to win going into the bye week, it's this one. I mean, Billy is stumbling. Guys are griping. Uh, Lions seem to fit kind of offensively what the Eagles are going to give them. So, yeah, I mean, they are playing for Campbell. And they got excited last week against the Rams when they had a, an actual lead in the third and fourth quarters. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the fake punts and the onside kicks, you see the sideline into it. This is not, a, not an 0-7 where it's the sky's falling. It's a first year of a rebuild with a head coach that is a six-year contract. He's not going anywhere. But, again, do they have enough talent? And you mentioned Smith and Quez and some of these guys. You know, Goddard's pretty good. I, that that could be tough, but I, mm-hmm. I think the Lions have a shot this weekend. I mean, do you, do you do you honestly see the Eagles maybe losing this game? And what would they do in Philly if that happened? 
Yeah, I think honestly, the it's going to be a toss up to me. The Eagles are favored right now, but I don't think the Eagles are this clearly superior opponent to Detroit that we should be expecting a convincing win. Even if they win this game, I don't think it's going to be in blowout fashion. I don't know if the Eagles are capable in winning in blowout fashion. And the Lions have uh, they've had their number recently. The last three matchups they've won. Um, in pretty convincing fashion. So the Eagles are favored in this one, Matt, but I think it's going to be a close matchup in Detroit on Sunday. And who knows? I feel like the reaction, you know, based on the positions of these teams right now, fans might be happier with a loss. But I mean, when you want to talk tank theory based on draft position, because if the Eagles lose this game, they're only one game behind Detroit for the top pick. Louis DiBiase locked on Eagles. Matt Derry locked on Lions. Awesome crossover, Louis. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you Sunday, everybody.